0: Welcome to the Sassy AF Audio Experience. I'm your host, Hallie Avolio. The intention of this podcast is to infuse your day with some top of mind information essential for the in-demand woman. If you are the woman who is constantly on the go and in demand, but still makes time for her coffee, shows the world her style, and passes out smiles and hugs to everyone she meets, then this podcast is for you. We are bringing you juicy interviews full of information to every sassy woman, wants to know about. So sit back, actually scratch that, put on your headphones, take us with you on the go, and get ready to feel Sassy AF. Hey friends, welcome to Sassy AF TV and the Sassy AF Audio Experience, season three, episode 13, communication tips for self-care. Communication is something I feel very strongly about. That's why I dedicated this entire episode to this super important topic. I go over three key areas of communication, communication with self, communication with others, one-on-one and communication in groups. Bottom line is this, the better you are able to communicate, the better you are able to sustain positive relationships with yourself and with those you love the most. Is communication something you struggle with? Listen up and let me know how this episode helps you fine tune your communication style. One of my favorite ways to stay healthy and make sure I get all my superfoods in my diet is with Organifi. Organifi green juice is one of my favorites. Just mix in one scoop with cold water or add some coconut water for a fun tropical blend. And I'm powered through my day to detox, boost my immunity and burn fat. I also really love Organifi gold chocolate in the evening. It's like hot cocoa for grown-ups with turmeric and reishi. Try out Organifi today at Organifyshop.com and use my code sassy to save that's o-r-g-a-n-i-f-i shop.com code sassy s-a-s-s-y welcome back to another episode of sassy af tv and the sassy af audio experience i'm your host hallie Evolio. And today it is just me sharing some words of wisdom, which I secretly really love these episodes where I just get to talk to you and have a conversation because I have so many things on my mind that I wanna share with you to help you feel fun and sassy and really master your mindset. Before we get started, just a couple of housekeeping items. If you are listening to this on iTunes, or Spotify, please make sure that you are subscribing to the podcast so you always get notifications of new episodes. Also, if you would take a moment and leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. It allows more people to find the Sassy AF Audio Experience. If you're watching this on YouTube, please leave a comment. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well and ring the bell for notifications. And I'm very happy to announce that this show is now available on Stitcher, So if that's where you prefer to listen to podcasts, well, here we are. Let's get started. Today, and I took some notes because I didn't want to forget my stream of consciousness, but today what I want to talk to you about is a topic that is near and dear to my heart, communication. I actually studied communication. That was my major in college. The funny thing is when I first started my college career, I was at University of California at Santa Barbara. And I chose communication studies because it seemed like the right thing to do. I don't know. I didn't really have rhyme or reason to it. I was 19 years old, for God's sakes. Who knows anything at 19? If you knew stuff about your life at 19, then share with me because I certainly did not. But I did choose communication studies. I thought it was a great major because it kind of encompassed a little bit of psychology, sociology, anthropology, all of the things that were of interest to me. So there you go. I ended up transferring my junior year of college to UCLA. And here's what I didn't know is that communication studies was an impacted major at UCLA. So unbeknownst to me, I get to campus after I've been accepted as a transfer, and they're like, whoa, congratulations, you made it into the communication studies program. I'm like, huh? I just put that on my application because that's what I did at UCSB. But apparently it was an impacted major, which meant they only allowed so many students into the program every year. And I was lucky enough that on my transcripts, my GPA was high enough. So thank you for that. And I had to make a choice between interpersonal communication or mass media. And again, at 20, I still had no idea what I was doing with my life. So I chose mass media communication because I don't know why. And clearly I'm not in broadcast journalism. However, I do feel like my mass media communication studies degree comes in more handy now when I'm 41 years old doing this show than it ever has before in my life. So there you go. But here's the thing about communication. It's something that has really been fascinating to me ever since I was a little girl. And there's so many ways that we communicate, but there's even more ways that we miscommunicate. And it seems like such a simple concept, right? As humans, it seems as though we should understand how communication works. We should understand how other people want to communicate. And yet we don't. I mean, really, if you look at any major issue happening politically, and I'm not gonna go there, but politically, socially, even just amongst your family, how many times does it boil down to Communication issues because basically, one person isn't comfortable saying what's truly on their mind and on their heart, and it leads to a whole thing that could probably have easily been avoided if everyone would just grow up and say what's on your mind. So, I beg you, if nothing else, if you get out of this podcast, nothing else, I hope that you will walk away feeling confident to speak your mind in a calm and respectful manner and stop playing these stupid games that just get us all into trouble. We have to be done with this bullshit and we have to be able to communicate as humans. That's something that I am proud of teaching my children and hopefully teaching you. So let's dive in. I came up with three main topics around communication that I wanna discuss today. We're gonna start with communication with ourselves. Then we're gonna talk about one-on-one communication. Yes, that really scary topic of, oh God, I gotta talk to another person and then we're gonna talk about group communication. So let's start with self-communication. If you don't know how to communicate with yourself, how the hell can you expect to communicate with anyone else? This kind of goes along with my whole philosophy around self-care, right? If you can't take care of yourself first, how can you take care of anyone else? So why do we have so much trouble communicating with ourselves? You gotta think about what is your self-talk? Are you saying positive things to yourself? Or are you talking shit to yourself all day long and wondering, gosh, why don't I feel better? Why do I have so much anxiety? Why am I depressed? Well, perhaps if you start working with how you communicate with yourself, you can positively impact all those other parts of your mindset and your mental well-being. So there's positive self-talk and there's negative self-talk. It seems pretty obvious, but let me define them just in case we have any miscommunication. So positive self-talk is saying things positively about yourself, having grace with yourself, having compassion, radical self-acceptance. You know, this is one of my five pillars. Positive self-talk is also things like affirmations and mantras, which I differentiate an affirmation from a mantra as a mantra is something that you're going to say over and over and over again. I am statements. How do you define yourself? I am worthy of living my best life. That is an example of positive self talk. Negative self talk, on the other hand, is all that noise. It's all that negative self doubt, limiting beliefs. We all have it. And you know what? It serves a purpose. I'm not going to say that you're going to have an elimination of negative self talk. That is not even possible. But here's what you can do you can eliminate how it affects you, and you can understand how to bounce back from it quicker so that it doesn't have such a detrimental effect on your entire psyche. So I've talked about this probably ad nauseum at this point, but I told you how I've had issues with body image. And when my limiting beliefs sneak in and my negative self talk sneaks in and tells me that I'm not good enough because I don't wear a certain size pant or the number on the scale is too high, by the way, those were air quotes going out there for anyone listening to the audio version only. Then I have to remind myself no, I am a goddess my body is amazing, it allows me to walk, it allows me to run, it allows me to exercise and dance, and hello, it made three amazing, beautiful children. So these are just examples of how I can overcome the negative self-talk. But the self, the negative self-talk can also creep in when you're disappointed in yourself or when you start doubting what you said to somebody else, or you start second-guessing how you responded to a situation. How many times have you sent an email off and immediately feel regret that you shouldn't have sent that email or, oh God, what are they going to think of me? That's a form of negative self-talk. So instead of getting down that rabbit hole and second-guessing yourself, worrying what other people think, I want you to start shifting that around and having a positive conversation with yourself. Self, I'm not perfect. I might've said something that could have offended that other person, Maybe I should have said it in a better way, but I said it the way I did. And if I need to go back and restate what I actually intended, that's okay. And because I have self-compassion and grace for myself, I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to let that negative self-talk send me in to an anxiety spiral. How's that? So I really want you to be mindful of the words you use when you talk to yourself. I have a feeling because if you're like me and you're like most humans, you probably talk to yourself more than you talk to anybody else. And it's not even like those out loud conversations that we have in the shower or when you're driving, because I do that. Let me know if you do that also. But it's those that constant dialogue. Maybe it's a monologue because it's in your head, but it's that constant chatter, that constant roll that goes in your head all the time. That's why meditation can be so powerful, because when you meditate, the intention is to quiet that voice, is to focus on your breath work, focus on just being so that you can allow the deep down thoughts to seep up. But I want you to really think about how are you talking to yourself? And if you find that you're talking to yourself in a lot of I should have done this. I could have done that. I can't believe I did this. I'm so dumb. I'm so stupid. I'm not worthy. If you find those words coming into your self-talk, please let's talk about how we can start shifting that into positives. I am grateful for. I am so proud of myself because even though I didn't get exactly this thing that I wanted, I got this other thing and it's really cool. I'm so happy right now because I am surrounded by love and support. I feel so good about myself because I moved my body today and I filled myself with energy and self-love. So these are ways that you can communicate to yourself and really have a positive impact. Let's move on to my next favorite topic, communication with other people. Oh man. Do we have all day? Because I really could talk about this all day long. I want you to think about how you communicate with people in your life, all people, whether it's your partner, whether it's your friends, whether it's your children, your parents, your siblings. There are so many ways that we don't communicate and that causes so many problems that could be so easily avoided. I realize I, realize I just said so about six times in a row there. i want to tell you a little story. When I was a little girl, and you may have heard this story before, but bear with me because it's worth repeating. When I was a little girl, I was probably about four years old. I remember waking up one morning and I told my dad, daddy, I just had a really bad dream. And he said, what was your dream about? And I said, I was running down a hallway and there were monsters chasing me. and It was really, really scary. And he said to me, I think I know why you had that bad dream. And I said, you do? And he said, yes. Most likely you had that dream because before you went to bed last night, I know we were arguing and I know you were upset with me. And that's probably why the monsters came in your dream because you were still upset about us yelling at each other or us fighting. I probably wasn't yelling at him when I was only four years old. And I can't remember the rest of the conversation, but here's what set in with me, the next part of what he told me. He said, Hallie, you have to always express your feelings You have to share with others how they make you feel, even when it's hard to do. Even if somebody says something that hurts your feelings or they make you feel intimidated, you have to be able to express your feelings and tell them. Otherwise, it's going to stay within you and you're not going to be able to let it go. And that's when the monsters come out in your nightmares. That was really an impactful conversation to have at four years old. And it has stayed with me my entire life and... It has proven to be true time and time again. I remember one circumstance when I was in, I don't know, seventh or eighth grade, and I had a falling out with a friend or we had an argument about something. And I was really, really upset. And my dad said, do you remember what I told you? You have to share your feelings. If you don't tell your friend how you feel, how is she ever going to know? And I remember at 12 or 13, having to call my friend up on the phone and tell her how she hurt my feelings. I don't remember how she hurt my feelings now, and I don't even remember what her response was. But I remember being very nervous to pick up the phone and very nervous to tell her. But once I told her, it was like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. And I don't remember if we stayed friends or not. It was not somebody that was very close to me in my life. But what I do remember was the huge relief and that we were able to move on. Sometimes we just have to agree to disagree, and that's fine. We don't have to always get along with everybody. But you are always entitled and empowered to speak what's on your mind and share what's on your heart as long as you do it in a respectful and calm way. That is really the key, is being respectful and calm. And I don't know why it's so hard for us as humans to do that. I had another situation come up not that long ago with a woman that I had been friends with, dear friends with, for several years. And our friendship had started to fade. We had started to grow apart, and I could sense it, but we hadn't really talked about it yet. And life circumstances, we weren't able to get together for quite some time. And in the interim of getting together, our friendship was fading, 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 fading. Well, we had finally made a date to get together for lunch. And the day before the lunch, I sent her a text message and I said, hey, I just wanted to confirm that we're going to lunch tomorrow. And she said, actually, no, I'll pass. And of course, I was shocked as in you'll pass. What does that even mean? We made these plans two weeks ago. We haven't seen each other in months. What does that mean? You'll pass. So getting myself all worked up, of course, I was running through a million scenarios in my mind and feeling massively rejected. But I said, okay, something's going on. I need to get a little bit deeper on this. I need to figure out what is going on. So after I calmed down, I wrote a message back, which I felt was kind and loving. And I just said, I don't really understand what's going on, but I would appreciate the opportunity to talk about it because we've been dear friends and I don't understand what is happening right now. And her response was very bland and said something to the effect of, we're just at different seasons in our life and that's just the way it is. Well, I wasn't satisfied with that because none of this communication happened face-to-face or even voice-to-voice. It was all over a text message, which of course text messages can get vastly misinterpreted. And I wasn't even sure that I understood what she was saying. So I just wanted to have the opportunity to at least talk about it to see, did I miss something? Did something happen that I'm unaware of? Whatever the circumstance might be. So I called her. I got no response. I called her again. I got no response. I left her several messages. I got no response. And I couldn't figure out what atrocious thing had happened that she would go from calling herself my best friend to all of a sudden, I'll pass and not returning any phone calls. And I thought, This is silly, we're grownups, we're in our 40s. Can't we talk about this? We don't have to agree, but can't we at least talk about this? Well, because I'm the person that I am, I took matters into my own hand and I decided that if she wasn't going to call me back, I was going to show up at her front door and we were going to talk about it, which I did. And she was very surprised to see me. Now, I'm going to give her massive credit, even though I shocked her by showing up at her door, completely unexpected. She was gracious, she came outside, She spoke to me, she explained what had happened and I appreciated her viewpoint. I was glad that even though it took me taking the bold move to go to her house unannounced, that she was willing to at least share with me what had happened that had caused this massive rift that was worth not being friends anymore. Now, at the time I was still hurt, it still stung and I did say, I would love the opportunity to work through this if you're open to it. She wasn't open to it and that's the end of that. But the point is, if we had started with the communication, if we were able to have a conversation instead of ambiguous text messages and then missed phone calls, and from my side of it, all sorts of anxiety and hurt and disruptance of behavior, it would have been so much smoother. If we had been able to just have that conversation from the beginning, if she would have been comfortable communicating and calling me up and saying, Hey, Hallie, I'm not really feeling like having lunch because. These things happened and I'm not feeling good about spending time with you right now. Of course, I still would have been sad, but at the same time, I would have respected her. We would have been able to have a conversation. And again, the communication would have been solid. The point here is this, when you're dealing with humans, you need to have the courage to speak your mind. You need to have the courage to be able to say how you're feeling, what's on your heart. We're all just humans here. There is no rule book for how life goes. And we. there is certainly no rule book for how our relationships go with one another because guess what? Nobody's ever been in that particular relationship before. Think about how many friendships you've had that have gotten lost over a miscommunication or think about how many romantic relationships that have broken up, divorces, breakups over something minor that most likely if the two people had talked about it, could have been reconciled and possibly even kept the people together. If you can communicate in the beginning as early as possible and have that solid communication going forward, you're more likely to feel satisfied in your relationships. You're more likely to feel satisfied with being yourself. You're more likely to practice self-care, have radical self-acceptance, and be able to have really fantastic relationships with people in your life because you're comfortable communicating and you're not scared that the rejection that's going to happen on the other side. We all have it. We all get worried that we're going to say something that's going to offend somebody or hurt somebody's feelings. That's human. But if you let that fear get in the way, you could be missing out on some really beautiful, amazing relationships. And on the flip side, Think about all those times you've stayed in a relationship too long because you've been too scared to open your mouth and say how you truly feel. Not all relationships are meant to last forever and that is okay, but you have to be able to speak your mind. And so I want to invite you and encourage you to speak up, have the courage, be brave, speak what's on your heart, allow yourself to have the feelings, Allow yourself to communicate your needs to yourself and then be able to communicate your needs to the other person. If you can't communicate to somebody else, how on earth are they ever going to know what's on your mind and what's on your heart? They're just not, no one is a mind reader. Even the person that is like the very closest person to in your life, your closest dearest friend, maybe it's your partner, maybe it's your child, maybe it's your parent. Even that person that's the closest person to you in the whole world, they never know exactly what's on your mind because they're not you and you are not them. And so you need to be able to communicate and feel comfortable in doing so and understand that it is okay to have differences. It is okay to talk them out. As long as you stay relatively calm and in a place of respect and compassion, communication is all good. The last thing I wanna talk about is group communication. This is a tricky one, especially in this era of people being online and in groups of all, all sorts, especially right now when we're socially distanced and more of us are having online sort of communication in groups versus in person. But think about when you are in a team of some sort, whether it's a sports team, a work team, a friend community, and it's really easy to get caught up in that hive mind mentality. In some ways, that's a good thing. Sometimes hive mind is really helpful. And sometimes it's really good to have group think because you can move the needle forward or see things in a way as a group collectively that you might not have seen as an individual. The danger is when you stop thinking for yourself and you only think with the group. So I wanna remind you that communication In a group setting, it's extremely important to be able to express your own opinion and also be able to be open minded to other people's opinions. Don't allow for bullies to tell you how you should think or feel compelled to agree with that person just because maybe they're in the majority. It's okay to be in the minority. And I know there's a ton of psychological studies around why humans don't wanna go against the grain, why we wanna stick with the hive, why we don't want to stand out on our own and put ourselves out there, right? It's a vulnerability issue. And it's hard as fuck to be vulnerable. We all know this. But I wanna remind you that especially when you're in a group of some sort, any sort of a community, if you want that community to be strong and connected and unified, then you have to allow space for each person to hold their own thoughts, to hold their own feelings, and to be able to express them and communicate them in a way that respects everybody else in the group. And just think how much you learn from other people when you have that opportunity to really connect and really share each other's ideas. Now, I used to be completely closed-minded to so many ideas. And I used to think that like my way or the highway, it was either that or the opposite. And I wouldn't be confident in speaking my mind in a group mentality, especially when I was in my 20s and working in a big corporation, I always felt like, oh, I'm so young and they're not gonna you know, buy into what I'm thinking. And what if my thinking is wrong? I so wish that I would have felt more confident to really say what was on my mind because I feel like I would have had a much better experience. I would have enjoyed the process more. I would have learned a lot more because even if your thought process could be challenged by somebody else, most of the time when you're speaking from a place of intelligence and respect, you have something that others will learn from and vice versa. But if you don't give yourself the opportunity, to speak what's on your mind and to really say what it is that you feel, then how will you ever know? And how will you ever learn? Group communication is probably the hardest one to really feel confident to say how you feel, especially if it's something contrary to what most of the other people are saying. But if you are truly comfortable in your own skin, you accept yourself for who you are and, You have a really solid understanding of what your mindset is because you're so confident that you're not necessarily right, but that you are empowered to speak your mind and that even when you're wrong, that's when you learn. It gives you such a different way of communicating in a group setting that feels really fun, really powerful, and will definitely increase your confidence. So, I want to encourage you to really think about how do you communicate when you're in a group setting? Which character, which role are you playing? And if you're not comfortable with the role that you've been playing, how can you move the needle so that you can speak your mind more, communicate more effectively, and have your voice heard, and also listen to what others are saying so that you can learn from others' perspectives? Communication is something I could go on and on and on and on about. I feel like there are so, many ways that we can improve upon our communication. So this is really only scratching the surface, but I hope that I've given you some food for thought today on how you can better communicate with yourself, how you can better communicate in a one-on-one situation and how you can better communicate in a group so that not only can you learn more, but that you can increase your confidence, you can feel better about yourself and you can get yourself out of that self-doubt, limiting beliefs and negative self-talk that can often get in the way of us truly mastering our mindset, feeling awesome and feeling sassy AF. So thank you for being here. I look forward to hearing from you. I would love to know what your thoughts are on this topic, how this may have helped you. Don't forget to share this with your friends. Please give me a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for being here. That's the Sassy AF audio experience. A huge thank you for listening to our show today. If you love this episode, please make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. So more in demand women can find us. You know what would really make me feel extra warm and fuzzy screenshot this episode and tag me on your favorite social media platform at sassy healthy fit. So I can give you a big virtual hug and shout out. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's episode. And visit our website, sassyhealthy.fit, for all the latest sassy happenings. See you next time.